Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. He might be. Hello, everybody. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on the Mojo YouTube. Coming to you live from Chop Studios, it is Dave Sturcho. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 Anthony behind the glass. We hope you guys are doing well out there. Uh, we hope you guys are gearing up for a fun-filled week number nine of the NFL. Uh, I know that we're very jazzed up about the fact that the Texans play the Eagles tonight. Uh, it should be an absolute barn burner. And when I say that, I mean that in zero sincerity What's Whatsoever. I think the spread's like 14, so they're like clearly Vegas knows careful, it's going to be. Careful, it's a dead spot, I think. Okay, I mean, well, the, what would the Eagles have to be motivated about in this game? Uh, another win. Another win, right? <laughs> but on the road in, in Houston is a dangerous place. Uh, listen, there's nobody that's going to be rooting harder. Wise. Point spread wise. Oh, okay. Not like outright Texans. No, no, no. I mean, I think I'm, I'm not taking the Eagles in my survivor pool, I'll tell you that. Really? I'm not, no. Interesting. I got the Bills, baby. Who they got? Oh, the Jets. That's another tough spot, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I don't is know. It? We'll talk about some of the Jets today. And today we're going to be going over our report card for the midway point of the NFL season. Now, yesterday we saw, we told you guys exactly who was moving on the ups, on the downs. Uh, but today we want to kind of revisit what we've done as a show right here in the Mojo Market Report. We want to kind of give ourselves a grade, which, by the way, it's an A plus, And I don't even know why that's even up for debate. But I will say uh, that there are things that we've gotten right, that there's things that we've gotten wrong, that there are things that if you would have just listened to us in the first place, you would have been making money right now. Uh, so if you want to jump on board with the hype train known as the Mojo Market Report, you could do so. We did. We do want to start with a guy that I know that Chris originally had said something about him early on. I'm talking early, early, early in this in this show, and that's Najee Harris uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, going into this season, there was a lot of hype. The hype train was absolutely real. I know I targeted him in every single fantasy draft that I had. Uh, I missed out on him at, like, the two pick, and I was just like, oh, man, you know, I can't believe you went that high. There was a lot of hype behind this guy, and according to the market, there was hype around him, too. However, Chris, you were the one that kind of poured cold water on that originally and said maybe tread lightly yeah i think Najee harris with the age and then if you look i just want to talk about his usage in college now first. age is, in per se that he's the one of the older he's one of the like older second, second year, year running backs right. you could possibly he's you know, be 24 years stretch. old in your second season but the thing is it's about the mileage that he accrued in college i'm not really a fan of guys that have a major usage in college how they translate into the nfl and if you look at Najee harris right now uh, he's only has two games where he's averaged over four yards a carry, and one of them was this week. It was Philly, so it wasn't even over four yards a carry. It was at four yards per carry, mm. and then against the Jets, he had 4.1. He's only got one touchdown on the season. There is the receiving totals that are not bad, all things considered. He does have 24 catches if you scale that over the season. You know, he's around 50. Two that's, touchdowns through the air, too. That's good. Okay, so two touchdowns through the air. I did, I did miss that. So no, I'm just saying. It he, does he's pushing in on those bit, opportunities. But, but at the end of the day, you, you can see it's one of the most unique uh, charts that I've seen for a year where he's still up for the year, but just barely uh, – Right now, you could see in the beginning of the uh, of the chart for the full year, you have the second half of last season. You saw what Najee Harris was able to do last year. Yeah, I'm not so sure this Pittsburgh offensive line is built for it. Right now, they're um, 23rd in adjusted line yards. So 
Najee Harris doesn't have much room to run. They have no threat at passing the ball, so it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Mm. And they just lost a wideout. So if anything, there's going to be a more of a stacked box because they're losing that that big slot guy in, in Claypool. Now, if you're looking at Najee Harris and his market right now, he's sitting right there in between Latavius Murray and Tony Pollard. Latavius Murray just got – I mean, Latavius Murray, don't get me wrong, he's got a lot of bank value as far as the tenure that he's had in the NFL. But if you're, if, if you're Najee Harris and you're just sitting above – Tony Pollard right now, who is a supplemental back. That just goes to show you that the market's not really believing too much in the Najee Harris hype. Um, right now, there is a five-time multiplier on him. So if you do want to, if you do forecast him to be a little bit better than what he's shown already, and like he said, he's only got 361 yards over the course of eight games. Uh, did he miss any? I don't think he, did he miss one game because of injury. Yeah. I want to say he played every game and he had like that. It was a Liz Frank injury. There was rumors that he was going to miss, but then he would play. Are you talking about like, last season? No, this season. Oh no, he played. That's I'm saying so like his average is super low right now as far as uh yards on the ground so that's one of them that Chris got right um now on the flip side when you're only available right now in New Jersey right as far as the mojo you can download the app you can trade in New Jersey and more states coming very soon but you got to fluff up the local guys. You just do. Like, those are the guys that we're hyped about. We're building hype. And there was hype behind the next player we're about to talk about because I invested in them. I slapped the multiplier that they offered originally, and I cashed in. I got yeah, some that's, serious that's coins. That's kind of why I want to bring up Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting proposition here that we're, we're bringing to the people. So, Zach Wilson, over the course of uh, nine games, well, again, he missed the first couple games. Uh, Joe Flacco was in there. As soon as Zach Wilson got in there, he's now 78 for a buck 42. 1,048 yards, so just over 1,000 yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions. The one thing that alarms me is his completion percentage. He's at 54.9, not cool right now. And when you look at his market right now, and again, sitting there at 32-22, uh, right now he's sitting in between a hurt Trey Lance and Caleb Williams who hasn't entered the league yet. So right away I'm just like, Goo. you know, you're looking at him and you're like, all right, well, why is where's the hype now? You know, it's kind of yeah, faded. Where he sits the in Jets the market, are in trouble. where he sits in the market almost doesn't scare me. What okay. scares me is that offensive line. Right, right now they're sitting at 20th in adjusted sack rate and that's getting worse. Like they were better just two weeks ago. The loss of Elijah Vera Tucker is a major blow to that Super offense. Big. And the Jets are just up against it. I think they still have two games against Buffalo. One it's of them this week. It's not looking good for, for Zach Wilson moving forward. Uh, you talked about the completion percentage. When they throw the ball a lot, he throws the ball to the other team a lot. Mm. So he had 40 attempts last week. He ended up with three picks. It was one of his, I guess you could say, better games statistically when you look at the, the counting stats. But if you watch that game, you know those three picks were some of the worst plays that you've seen a quarterback make in this league. It was very Nathan Peterman-esque, if I Ooh. say so myself. Oof, ah. All right, um, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, so, but we wanted to talk about it because there was an opportunity while we were wrong at this point. Like, Zach Wilson is still up from the point where we were saying to buy in on him. So Because that was the hype. He's going to get the job back. He's going to make so, his debut. So it's going to be you, great. If you invested in Zach when we were saying to invest in Zach, there's still opportunity to sell and make some money, and I would do that. I would sell on Zach Wilson right and now. And right now, as a matter of fact, uh, if you want, I mean, if you think that times are going to be tough sledding in Buffalo, they are offering a five-time short uh, right now uh, multiplier on Zach Wilson. So you can play it that way. Or, again, if you want to get in on Zach Wilson and you're thinking, ah, you know what, it's just one bad game, two bad games, he'll get it right. If you hear everything Robert Sala is talking, I know it's a lot of coach speak. And I know he goes off and says, that's our guy. You know, you know, these games are going to happen. It's a learning thing, blah, blah, blah. There is a 10-time multiplier on the guy. So if you really want to, if you believe in the hype of Zach Wilson, um, you know, then then 
Hey, get I on board. This, I mean, game, this game could get ugly. It, yeah. might, it might actually be time to short Zach and go long on a Mike White just for a game or two. Oh, boy. You think Mike White, I just think, based off how the market moves. I think that yeah. there's a chance that, that Zach doesn't play the second half in this one, and that's not because of an injury. Oh, my goodness. Buffalo, right. it, it could get performance, ugly. Bu- uh, performance really benching. All right, let's get to, into some of the uh, the glowing reviews over the course of this season that we've had uh, over here on the Mojo Marker Report. Now, three weeks ago, there was a YouTube short and a YouTube video labeled Alec Pierce is Chris's guy. Still is. Still is, and this is the reason why. He's up 10% in the first half of the year. Uh, He's sitting between Alan Lazard and Rondell Moore. Two of my guys. Who would have thought? I know. I I know. Uh, uh, So Alec Pierce having himself a season now. 24 catches, 373, and a touchdown. This is all with Matt Ryan, right? And and we've talked about this at length, how a second receiver in a Matt Ryan offense will just it, he'll flourish, he'll excel. While he did rack up the numbers, now you're getting a little bit of a, a speed adjustment behind center in Sam Ellinger, right? We don't the, the jury is definitely not like he's you can't make a determination about Sam right now because he's played one game of football. But what I will say is the hype behind the Colts offense becoming younger and faster can happen as long as that offensive line starts getting going the way they're paid to get going yeah i'm not so sure that alec pierce is going to be anything special this season because that offense is so bad and i don't see it getting much better but you can look towards next season and see that the colts are probably going to be picking fairly high in the draft with all these quarterbacks Mm. i think the colts are definitely going to be in the market for a quarterback come uh, april and alec pierce i i like the fact that he's a, a solid number two starter in in the Colts offense, I don't think that they're going to have some guy pass him in the depth chart. And if they do, it might not necessarily matter. A little Paris Campbell action, maybe. He's well, caught some balls. I mean, is he going to be? Is he going to pass Alec Pierce? I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. I and think, Michael Pittman Jr. is obviously the clear cut one. I think these guys have one. their roles right now, and I think that they drafted him knowing full on what he was. I liked him coming into the draft. I was upset that the Packers didn't go after him. Mm-hmm. I would definitely trade Christian Watson for Alec Pierce right now <laughs> okay. in a sh- in a heartbeat, shred of one second. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. Alec Pierce, I don't know that you're going to get much out of him this season because of that Colts offense, but next year, the year after, I really see him as like a consummate professional. I like it. I see him in the league for a long time. Yeah, Alec Pierce, like I said, off to a nice start, up 10% since the beginning of the year. And if you look at his one-year stats, obviously, he is a rookie. So you can see where he started. You can see the spike, and that will continue to trend upward. Uh, We firmly believe that. Now, on to our most prized possession. Oh, no, actually, it's Brian Robinson. <laughs> He's one of them, too. Uh, Brian Robinson is one of the guys that we've definitely talked about. Um, it's basically, I'm at the point where it's like, what show didn't we mention Brian Robinson on? That's that's how much we've talked about Brian Robinson. Right now, he is up 10%, much like Alec Pierce. Uh, right now, he's also being offered on a three-time, two-time, you know, three-time, the uh, long, two-time short. Um, but... He's next to Khalil Herbert and Michael Carter, two backup running backs. You know what I mean? And Michael Carter obviously shifted into the position that he's in because of injury. But Brian Robinson right now is sitting there at a very, very big, big bargain price. And what we've seen out of Robinson so far is that he has 175 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson has come back into the fold a little bit. But if you're looking future, future, Brian Robinson is the guy in Washington. And I feel like getting in on him now, I mean, again, we've talked about him at length for the first nine weeks of football, but right now would be even a a good time, too. He's still sitting there relatively cheap. Yes. uh, I hate to do this because I I do really think Brian Robinson is a solid player. I have issues, though, because the usage – I don't think that the usage has gone down a little bit. Last week it could have been just a game script with with the commanders. Mm -hmm. 
but it's a different offense with Heineke, and it scares me a little bit. I just don't see it. The yards per carry aren't where I thought they would be. Um, Antonio Gibson has actually played his best football since Brian Robinson has been in the lineup. That's good to have a complimentary back. It is good to have a complimentary back, and I do think Brian Robinson is the clear starter if you look at the carries. He is, right? Uh, I just need to see more out of this commander's team. There's a there's a tough road ahead for them, and I, I think that the yards per carry scare me, and there's other backs that I'd be more interested in involving myself with right now. Um I'm a little worried. Brian Robinson, I'm going to say no to. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on. I'm going to say if you're right now, in okay. on Brian Robinson right now and you got in, him, got in on him a couple months ago or a month ago, you might be better off selling. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now on to the, basically the guy that we've, we talked about this guy in our rookie report episode, which I believe was the first week of our inception, if not maybe week two. And that was Kenneth Walker III. Now Kenneth Walker III has absolutely broke onto the scene. He's the clear cut favorite to win him, uh, rookie of the year after Brees Hall went down. That was like, almost like here now, here's your cakewalk. Kenneth Walker, since the beginning of this season is up 34%. Over the course of the year, he's just up 28. But just over the course of the first weeks that he's seen some action, he has gone absolutely nuts. Um, he's already up there. Ready for this? As far as you can compare him to players on the market itself, he's sitting in between. Ready for this? David Montgomery's behind him and right above him, just right above him, is DeAndre Swift. So they're already, you know, the market's already dictating that the, the future of this kid is bright, and he's absolutely established a uh, pure running game over there in Seattle. Uh, 461 yards over the course of his season so far. Five touchdowns. He's also caught nine balls. Kenneth Walker is in big part of the reason why the Seattle Seahawks, through eight weeks of football, are a first-place team in the NFC West. Geno's playing out of his mind. We have all talked about Geno and love Geno. But Kenneth Walker right now has made a lot of people a lot of money. If you got in early, yesterday I got in on Kenneth Walker. So, so how, many I'm hoping yards, for the, how many yards did you say he had? He has 461. So he's got 404 of those in the last four weeks. He's got five touchdowns in the last four weeks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's there crushing There is it. almost little to zero receiving accolades for a Kenneth Walker, but that's typical of a piece. Carroll run offense nine catches that's it little to, yeah that's like Nothing. it's that's not, not a lot at all in terms of today's NFL uh but the touchdowns are enormous and he's like fifth or sixth in the league in yards per carry since since he's taken over as a starter yeah the pat uh there is Geno Smith so they're able to throw the ball and that opens things up for the run game you were looking at Seattle as a team that was going to face a ton of stack boxes Geno has completely washed that away you have to respect Geno's arm he's got one of the best He's got the best numbers in football out of nowhere, and I'm not saying the best, but pretty close. He's up so there. This Seattle team is here to stay. I hate to break it to everybody. Their defense is playing a ton better. Look what they've done against opposing running backs. And as Seattle goes, the running game goes, and Kenneth Walker is the guy there. 100% buy, buy, buy. And don't do it. I, I, don't do it. Such a good don't real this time. I might do it again anyway. Uh, anyway, <laughs> big NSYNC fan over here, by the way. Um, but, yes, Kenneth Walker is going to make you some money this year and going forward. Seattle's found themselves RB1. When um, Rashad Penny gets back next year, he resumes his role because Penny for a long time was the second guy. You know, it was Chris Carson over there for a little while, you know, and Chris Carson was the bell cow. Now Penny can go back to his role. And, of course, they got Travis Homer. They got DJ Dallas. They got a whole bunch of guys over in Seattle. But Kenneth Walker is making it very difficult for anybody to even trust that there's anybody just as good as him. And, and the hype is real. So get in on Kenneth Walker right now. Um, who else we got? Okay, so. A guy we actually talked about yesterday because of his movement is somebody that we've talked about at length. Three weeks ago, we were in on Chris Olave. You should be too. 
This kid is a star. He's rising. He's probably the best receiver in the class right now. He's up 17% over the course of the first eight weeks of the year. He's up 20% for the entire year. So basically, when he was drafted, hype was real. Here comes the spike. And now all of a sudden, you're going on Chris Olave. Chris Olave right now uh, is sitting there with 37 catches, 547 yards through the air on a a rotating, revolving door at quarterback right now. It was Jameis, and then it was Dalton, and then sometimes it's Taysom, and then it's back to Jameis, and then maybe Dalton comes back. It's just, he's doing all this without any consistency at the quarterback play, and again, you got a guy like Michael Thomas who demands attention when he's on the field, but when he's not on the field, you would think, all right, Olave's going to suffer, and he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, if Michael Thomas and Olave are on the field together, I'm putting all of my attention onto Chris Olave. He's a far better route runner, and he's a more... He's just a more versatile receiver. I think he could do more on the route tree. Michael Thomas is a slant guy. Chris Olave is a future pro bowler in the league. If you can't see that, I don't know what you're looking at. He has no quarterback. It's like a scary Terry situation. It's an Allen Robinson situation where they they produce as a rookie with nobody throwing mm. the ball. So I got to tip my hat to uh, to Chris Olave. I am not an Ohio State fan, but these Ohio State receivers, man. Whew, I tell you what. Something special. What's very interesting about this is where he's sitting right now in the mojo market. And by the way, he comes with... <sighs> A three-time and a two-time multiplier, three-time long, two-time short. I would never short this guy at all. Um, but he's sitting there right below Allen Robinson, who, again, bank value, hype with the L.A. Rams, caught touchdowns finally, he's getting involved in the season, and he's right above Michael Thomas. <laughs> so that's interesting. Quite he's, literally. Yes, literally. So he's past Michael Thomas on the market, and he's sitting right there. So, again, Chris Olave is a guy that I would definitely get in on right now. If you haven't already, again, we've been banging on this desk uh, for three, four weeks about Chris Olave. So, again, I don't know how many times I can say, if you had the over on the amount of times I said Chris Olave in this show, you just slapped that bet, too. All right, one more guy. We added him last minute because this is somebody that Chris was in on very early within the show. I believe it was in the rookie report, the same time we were talking about Brees Hall, same time we were talking about Kenneth Walker. We're now talking about Damian Pierce. It's kind of funny that he's playing the game tonight, which, again, what you could see on, uh, what, Amazon Prime or something. But he's up 6% in the first half of the year, uh, eight weeks of, uh, of playoff. But Damian Pierce, since he's come in, the league, is up 92% in the last year. This guy has absolutely crushed it. Uh, Damian Pierce right now is the shining star in Houston, meaning there's not much else going on. Controversy with Brandon Cooks in the trade deadline. Davis Mills is like your serviceable journeyman backup going forward. He's never going to be an actual star in this league. Damian Pierce is... I don't know about that. All right, we'll talk about that in a second. But Damian Pierce is absolutely uh, crushing it right now. And his uh, season stats... 539 yards. He's averaging 77 a yard, uh, yards a game, which, again, for a rookie on a bad team, that ain't bad. Um, and he scored three times already. So, Damian Pierce, you were right about Damian Pierce. A-plus. Yeah, outside of week one, I'm looking at it, he, which he had 11 attempts in. Um, he wasn't even the starter in that game. It was Rex Burkhead. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that was like a, a Lovey Sexy Smith. Sexy Rexy, sticking around. Lovey Smith did whatever he – I don't know how he's still a head coach, by the way. Who, Lovey? Yeah. I don't know how he got hired in the first well, place. Well, he, yeah, he came from a college program that was like under 500 in his tenure. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, it's, 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 it's um, you know. familiarity, right. Um, yeah, and David Coley deserved to keep that job anyway. Generic batting coach number three. Um, <laughs> so where were we? Yes, Damian Pierce. Week one, he didn't start. Week two on, he's had at least 14 or more touches in every game, and only one of those games was 14. The rest were 15 or more, so go figure. Damian mm. Pierce is involved heavily in this offense. Now, we know that the Texans aren't a really good football team. They're down a lot in these games, so it might cut into his usage a little bit as far as game script goes, but 
what we're getting to see out of him is a, is a very good sample of what we will see on a good team. If if the Texans ever figure it out, which I'm not very confident that they will be able to, and you talked about um, Davis Mills. I saw an interesting uh, segment yesterday on some show, and then I also saw a meme about it or an Instagram post about it where it was if they redrafted that, that quarterback class, that Justin Fields would be the first one picked and – Davis Mills would be the second one picked, and that's ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Go figure that out. And Zach Wilson was like a fourth rounder. I as won't far try as this, to figure that yeah. out. <laughs> so is, is it that Davis Mills actually should have been a top 10 pick? Is it, I don't is know. We'll talk about it when we talk about Texans. I just, I'm not sure about the Texans, but I am sure about um, Damian Pierce. They're going to use him. Even when they've been bad at times, they've had useful running backs. Think about Arian Foster. The Texans haven't been good in forever, so. Imagine getting in on Arian Foster, like, right before his speech, because he was electric Well, I mean, it's while. almost the same kind of deal. I think Damian Pierce is going to be a starter in this league, barring a catastrophic injury, which is another one of the things that we say a lot here. <laughs> Damian Pierce looks the part. He's he's had 75-yard touchdown run against the Chargers, so he has breakaway speed. He could do it in between the tackles, and he has a decent usage in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield. I'm, I'm in on Damian Pierce. All right. Damian Pierce as the is are. the guy to do it. Speaking of Damian Pierce, there's Thursday night football to get to tonight as the 7-0 and Philadelphia Eagles uh, take on the uh, miserable 1-5-1 and Texans, I believe. They got that tie, right, against the Colts? Uh, so, yeah, the 1-5-1 and Texans. Um, look, not much to... Totally dive into on this one. Again, the spread is ridiculous. I think Vegas already knows where this one's going to go. Unless, again, you can believe in a Texans team at home, sure. Uh, but the Texans have given up an average of 414 yards a game uh, against now an offense that's averaging about 320. I'm, I'm sorry, 409 yards a game. So they're going to be right on par with what they've done as an offense. As far as tonight's plays go, I want to say... It's just a continuation of Jalen Hurts. I'm an, I'm an early investor on Jalen Hurts with a massive multiplier on him when they first offered it. Um, Davis Mills, better at home. Yes, you were just talking about him. Um, against this Eagles secondary and this Eagles defense, I, I don't know. The Eagles are giving up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eagles are just giving up 206 through the air. So just, ugh. Yeah, and then they're only giving up a buck 14 through the ground. The only thing I can say is their number one pick from this year's draft will be on the IR. He got put on the IR last night. Uh, Davis, uh, the defensive tackle. Yeah. So now you're talking about a Damian Pierce who could maybe take advantage of a suspect interior defensive line. Maybe. I mean, that could be if a you're play. Looking, if you're looking at the numbers in this game, there's going to be absolutely nothing anywhere that points you towards any player on the Texans. And then conversely, there's not going to be any number that you look at that takes you and says, you know what, I'm I'm not in on AJ Brown. I'm like Stingley Jr. He's been he's been a good player this he has year. Been. But guess what? Not against good receivers. Not against true number one receivers. Big time night for Devonta up. Smith with that. I don't know, man. Like I, I I feel like this is a worrisome spot for me all around because the Thursday night games just give me they give me agita when I'm talking about <laughs> trying to get offense out of it. There hasn't been much. Now Philly, they've been instant offense in the first half this whole season. I don't know if they even – they've had like two touchdowns in the second half so far this year, which is staggering when we're talking about a team that's as high-powered as they are. And while they lost um, they lost Jordan Davis, they do got um, Hicks now. So it's not that's like their, their defensive line is completely taking a hit, but they're doing different jobs. Uh, one's a pass rusher, one's a run stopper. Again, like I talked about, there's just nothing that's going to point you in the direction of any Houston Texans. I just – I'm a little hesitant. I feel like this is a tough spot. The, the Texans play much better at home. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing that points you towards it in terms of the numbers. Bro, look at this this stat. And I, I got this from one of my buddies uh, the, over at the Sauce Network, the Sauce himself. Um, offensive DVOA, the Eagles are third. 
and defensive DVOA, the Eagles are second. And I know that this has nothing to do with the Bills, but the Bills are fourth and then fourth in defense and offense. They're the only two teams in NFL history at a combined to be two in the top ten of both offense and defensive DVOA, and they're both in the top five. So the Eagles, they just don't do anything wrong, right? Until tonight. Up to this point. Live on Amazon Prime. I just – Think eventually they're going to do something wrong, and Thursday night football are, Let's trip typically, up. are typically those spots. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's trip up, I don't up, know Billy. that they lose the game outright, but I think there's nah, a better football game in store for us. A little sloppy jalopy Thursday night special. There's, there's something brewing in Houston. I mean, they they, they pitch a, a, a combined no-hitter last night in the World Series. That is that is worth noting that these two teams, there's real beef right now in this country with between <laughs> Houston and Philadelphia, like real beef. Yes, and again, Philadelphia, as far as if you're a World Series baseball fan, the World Series is now tied two games apiece, uh, but there is absolute blood in the water now, right now. Now, I am I, I loathe the Astros. Oh, same. Right? Obviously, I don't really New Yorkers. hate the Texans, and I, I'm sure that if I think about it long enough, I could make myself hate them because of the same fan base. But how poetic, I mean, mm-hmm. how poetic would it be if the Texans beat the Phillies and then the Astros beat – I mean, the Texans beat the Eagles and then the <laughs> Astros beat the Phillies. Like, that would be poetic. Philly, the, Phil, the city of Philadelphia, they're not ready or can handle anything like you that. You notice how I didn't they can't say even handle getting a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it will happen the other way around. Though. I, I tell you right now, uh, memories of the Texans, their first game ever – as an organization, was against Dallas on Sunday Night Football, and they beat up on the Cowboys. And it was very – That's embarrassing. David Carr was out there slinging it. And I'm just – from from that point forward, I'm like, I, I can't I can't root for the Texans ever. They ruined it. And I was I made a, 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 an ass of myself in front of my grandma <laughs> that night. And, like, I, I'm hesitant to talk about, like, which player to go along on because as we were going Jalen Hurts. Well, we, were, we were going through these um, – well, AJ Brown for me, sure. Because Stingley, Both of them. even if the Eagles struggle, I think that he's not because Stingley can't cover him. Um, I, I was looking through all of our archives and the old shows and some of the Instagram posts that have been clipped up and made, and I, I have to be honest, like I don't know if it was just the clipping that they did, but like there was a, it was tough for me to find guys that I was wrong about in terms of the long term. But I will say this: <laughs> I have been like under fifty percent for sure on the. Day of the game, like if I'm having to pick a guy on Monday Night Football, I've been wrong almost every single time. I mean, you know, I was wrong about Gerald Everett for the season. Like, uh, I don't want to sit here and and give myself all the flowers in the world and talk about six guys that I had going the right way <laughs> because that would be unauthentic. Okay, I have failed here as well, and I want to point that out. I said Joe Mixon was going to blow up the other day. He didn't, <laughs> right? He did not. He did not. Um, but yeah, so basically, as bad as the Thursday Night Footballs have been, so the primetime games in the NFL are have been relatively bad. So is Chris at picking guys to go oh, long Scott, and no, short. No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm just trying to, you know, not. You, you get what I'm doing here. Dave. I got you. I got you. You're I'm terrible at primetime games. Uh, but anyway, so if you want to just completely fade Chris tonight, and if he says the go Kirk long Cousin, on the Kirk Jalen Cousins, and AJ, go I'm short. I'm the Kirk Cousins of the Mojo market. You are the Kirk. Wow. I can't nail the primetime game. Damn it. You like that? I, I should not have said you that like out that? loud. All right. I'm I said that here. out loud. Now I'm never going to live it down. You were never. If anybody's watching this, please go find Chris on, on Twitter and like drop a bunch of Kirk Cousins. You like that means. <laughs> and all that stuff. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> his cadence is cringeworthy. It's yeah. not as bad as Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson's also 14, so he's going through it right now. So, he's becoming a man right before our eyes. All right, anyway, you guys can follow Mojo on social media, at Mojo on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I was actually scrolling their TikTok yesterday. I got one. If you get on TikTok and you're just like, just, it's just, you can't get off. I think there's something... 
Progr- like programmatically, program. I don't know the word I'm looking for. How many times in, in it's your just you can't get off it. And over under, Jordy, over Jordy, under, Jordy. over under one and a half times that I've scrolled TikTok in my life. Uh, I'm gonna say under, under. Yeah, slap that under. Damn. All Instagram right. Reels though, same thing. It's the right? same thing. All right. Anyway, you can find Instagram Reels and Instagram stuff all over Instagram at Mojo. You can also join the Discord. Which yesterday I was uh, braggadocious again. It seems like every time I get on the Discord, I just kind of. <laughs> You know, look at me. You know, like I'm doing good. No um, way, Dave does that. I, it's weird. Just I, on the Discord, though, guys. Just on the Discord. Never like on the regular. When I, when I, you know, whatever. I'm, listen, I told you I wasn't. I hey, haven't been able it, to appreciate a you, six and two you Cowboy team. Said it, buddy. I, I did. You're right. You said you were Kirk Cousins too. Uh, but you can head on over to the Discord, join the conversation each and every night, um, and also Mojo.com. They're throwing out awesome articles and blogs uh, about the guys on the market and guys we talk about every single day. We get a lot of our information from a lot of their bloggers over there. They're very, very talented people over at Mojo. So that'll do it. We have ourselves week number nine to cover tomorrow. We'll pick some games to uh, to start talking about and try to get you guys to make some money this weekend. You can only do that if you download the app right now. It is free to download, guys. Just free. It's You go to the Apple Store, you boom, you hit the download, done, and you have yourself an app. So Figure it out. It's not hard. For Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys back here on a football Friday week nine, baby. Here we go.